0: Go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply, and we'll set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business. Not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. Coming up today on Perpetual Traffic.
1: I think it's going to be an absolute bloodbath. I mean I think you're going to have so many of these agencies and consultants that just they they had they had their trick, right? It's like like oh I can juggle. And and in a world where people want jugglers, great. And now everybody's like screw juggling, juggling sucks, like it doesn't work anymore. You're out of business. And and it's because they weren't actually marketers. Right? They weren't mm-hmm. actually marketers. They they were they weren't really even craftspeople, like, or art. Like they, they knew how to do one thing. Like I can move this bucket from here to there. And, And so, I mean, they were, they were a mechanic that only knew how to work on a particular type of engine that no longer, you know, that nobody uses anymore. Right. I mean, that, that is what a lot of these folks were because marketing at the end of the day is the amplification of a message, right? That is what marketing and advertising is.
2: You're listening to Perpetual Traffic.
0: Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Hello, and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns, and this is episode 330. And today is probably my favorite day of the entire last three years, which is, I think, the last time we actually had him on the show, if I'm not mistaken. Seeing how it is his show, we have no other than the guy, the guy that we always suck up to, kiss up to, talk about, yeah I think it's actually in our agreement custom that we it have is. to in every single show have at least like some sucky uppy comment about Ryan Dice isn't that true I don't know if you've read the fine print That's what I yeah under pain of death you must yeah, yeah, or it's off with our heads. Like sometimes right. th- I think it's really it's a pretty severe punishment if we don't do it. Well, today we're gonna do it right to his face, which is actually pretty cool, which we're pretty excited about having the CEO of the scalable company, managing partner of scalable equity, CEO of Digital Marketer, queen and king of the reigning digital marketing community worldwide, everywhere in the galaxy, none other than Ryan
1: Dice, welcome to <laughs> Perpetual Traffic. Thank you. I get to be with the Queen and the King. That's, <laughs> I, guess I don't that's know. Fun. You know, I'm
0: trying to be. I'm trying to be politically, you know, correct. You just never know
1: in these. Yeah, things. yeah. No, I, you know, we, I, I, I pre- yeah, I like that. It's that it's not either or though. That it's not even a matter of choice. It's that I get both? Um, you're both. Yeah, but the Queen
0: of England doesn't even have that. She's just just no, one right. title. I yeah. Know.
1: Yeah. No, I oh, like this? it. No, it, thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's good to be here. And, and I say that knowing that uh, I basically said, hey, can I come on the show? Because there's something that I would like to shamelessly plug, which I know we're going to mm-hmm. get to at some point. Yeah. But we, we pretend like, you know, hey, thanks for coming on. It's like, oh man, you're welcome. It's so great to have you. Like, let's be honest. I asked to be here. Yeah. I asked I for a
3: Told favor. is a better word. I, yeah. I informed you that <laughs> I would be joining yes. the yes. show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Here, here I come. <laughs> ready or not. And that's why I don't know how this is going to come out at the end, but maybe people were able to pick up like, did they, did they dub in the episode number? Was that dubbed in after the fact? And the answer is yes. All right. We don't know what episode this is going to be. Cause cause I, I demand demanded full usurpation of the calendar. So you got this as early as it could go in. So maybe something else yeah. was episode, whatever. We didn't care. All right. Doesn't we matter. just wrecked everything. So yeah. So we're going to see how that goes.
0: Well, uh, the king and queen all together. You can do these sorts of things. I can so do these things. Just, yeah. yeah, and I I will yeah. say it for perpetual traffic. This is like a Guinness Book of World Records quickest guest ever. Like Friday, we get the email today. Here we are, literally seventy two hours. We would have done it on Saturday, but you know, I don't I don't work I don't work
1: games. Yeah, I don't work Saturdays. Yeah. Yeah, so. it's 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 critical Wouldn't to me that no I'm both for inconvenient for everybody else, but that I make sure to maximize my own personal career. <laughs> it
0: can't be yeah. completely accessible. People do exactly. have to miss you. That's right. right. Well, absence has made the heart grow fonder here at Digital Marketer because we haven't had you on in such a long time. But we have been talking about you, like I said, and obviously there is going to be a shameless plug in this show here today, which, you know, ready for it, perpetual traffic listeners. In fact, when we plug stuff on our own, we get the worst on iTunes. So hopefully you can, you know, create one of those for us here, at least a one star, because we've been just getting lots of four and five stars recently. You know, it's all going to our head. So hopefully the shameless plug will, will help bring it down just a bit. But one of the things that we had discussed many times in the last three, four weeks, ever since we all came back from San Diego at Traffic and Conversion Summit, was your keynote. And I, and we're plugging it so much, you know, Qasim actually put up his own money for traffic and conversion recordings, which I know, you know, is sort of against, against policy here, but, cause I know we love to give away free stuff and, and take it away from, you know, people who might make deserve it. The point is, is that we loved your keynote presentation so much. We really wanted to have you just on just for that here today. But aside from that, can you give us a little bit, of a, a breakdown of exactly what it is that you discuss, why it's so important, and maybe transition a bit into, you know, some of the other things that we're going to be discussing on here in today's show.
1: Yeah, I mean, so I, I'm old. I, I know I look really young um, and just very attractive. If you've seen me, you know that. But no, I have been. So I've been in the digital marketing game. I made my first sale online when I was 19 years old. I'm now about to turn 41. So I've been doing this longer than I haven't been doing it. And so I've seen a lot of stuff change. You know, when I first got started, there was no Google, there certainly was no Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or any of this other stuff, right? And what what I watched happen over kind of the first decade of my career is I watched it move towards our ability as marketers to target Right. Because what is, you know, what is marketing? What is advertising? It's putting the right message in front of the right person at the right time. Right. Right message, right person, right time. And everything, you know, there's been this push for the first like 10 years and that where it was all about right person, right time. Right. And, and, and we saw this early on with pay-per-click, right? The fact that if somebody was searching for something in Google, like I can actually have an ad appear. That knowing if they look for this, then show them my thing, that's right person, right time, right? And then the targeting that we were able to do with our advertising, right? Oh, so if somebody is interested in this or they went to this other page, I can show them this. That, that, was, that was a big deal. And I think the kind of the, the pinnacle of that is much of what we've been able to do with retargeting. This idea that somebody comes to our site or somebody watches a video for a certain amount of time. I can now follow them around wherever they are, right person, right time. And so this is what's been happening. Now, what we've seen really over the last, certainly the last few years in a big way is we've started to see a shift away from that. And it started longer ago when just frankly, stuff started getting more expensive, right? When things just started getting harder, right? SEO got harder, not just were more people ranking for stuff and big companies getting into the game, but Google, you know, Google was like, Hey, you know, you're number one. You rank number one for that keyword, that's adorable. You're still going to be above the fold because we're going to have position zero. We're going to have suggested searches. We're going to have all these videos and stuff. You could be number one all you want. Nobody's going to see you, right? There's going to be ads up there. So search has gotten harder. When we think about social, right? It's been fun starting in like 2007 when Facebook ads were introduced and, you know, really over that like 10-year period from kind of 2007 to 2017, there was a new social channel. Coming out every other month it seemed, and this was a new opportunity to get in early and to build your base and to you know build this following. We saw a lot of you know influencers come out of this time, like people who became legitimate celebrities, right? YouTube, and now what what's happening you know on social right today? It's real celebrities. I mean, the people that are out there crushing on social, they're real live celebrities. These YouTubers, they're more famous than some of the most quote unquote famous. You know actors and actresses in the world, so social is no longer the opportunity for marketers that you know that maybe it once was. And then on the paid ad side, I mean, just over the last year, we've seen paid ads just straight up double. I mean, I know y'all have talked about this, you know, on this show, but with the iOS 14 update, different things. I mean, for for your average marketer, only just about all of us are spending more than we were spending last year. And if any of us think that any of this is going to get any easier, we're fooling ourselves. We saw you know, a, a nice 10 to 15 years of things getting better and better and better and better. And what I think we're now doing, we peaked, we crested. And what we're now doing is we are seeing a shift back towards digital marketing, starting to look again a little bit more like mass media, mass media marketing, right? A lot of the things, our ability to put the right message in front of the right person, right time that we've had for the past 10 to 15 years, right person, right time is slowly getting taken away from us, either through competition, through algorithmic shifts, through price, through simply just being priced out of some of these areas. And so what we're finding is that when all media becomes mass media, the message is what reigns. It's the message that matters. And this is no different. Like this is nothing new. Go and watch like Mad Men, you know, that A&E, A&E show, right? It, all the magic of marketing and advertising was on the messaging side. The media buying, that was just lever pulling, right? I think there's always going to be an edge. There's always going to be an opportunity if you really are a student of this stuff. If you're if people who are listening to this show, like the tips and the advice that that that, that you guys are are giving them for finding some of these um, you know, areas of opportunity, it's always going to be there for the people who are looking. But the windows are going to be smaller, they're going to close faster, and it's not going to be like it was, quote unquote, back in the day. And and so that was kind of what I, you know, what I talked about it, you know, at TNC and really just how important it is, you know, as marketers that we are owning our message, that we're becoming copywriters again. So often, like bad copy would work if your timing could be perfect. Your copy didn't have to be great if you could get the right message in front of the right person at the right time. The message could be just like, you want this thing? People are like, I do. What a coincidence. You know, now it's gotten harder. Also gathering more first-party data is going to be important. And, and I also talked about the importance of building a media, you know, building media brands, something we've always been about. Email lists, stuff like podcasts, like what we're doing right now, communities, paid communities. I think that this is going to be the future of brands. And I'll say I've been talking about this for a while. Started talking about this back at like TNC 2016, the importance of building community and building your own media. So that, that's kind of where we are right now. And, and it's not a sky is falling kind of thing. But it is a kind of the realization that if you think the stuff that you were doing, I've seen so many marketers who came on board, they got into this game in 2015, 16, 17. If you think those same playbooks are going to work over the next, you know, three to five years, sorry, you're just you're fooling yourself.
3: Hmm. So you just said something, Ryan, and I got to think that you just walk around with a booklet of one liners. And then you choose to pull them out at exactly the right time. Because <laughs> this is worth the, the cost of admission as far as this podcast is concerned in my mind. You said, when all media becomes mass media, the message is what reigns. And dude, that's brilliant. I remember, I've, I've told this story a couple of times on this podcast. I was in the Digital Marketer Certified Partner Portal in, in Facebook when everybody found out really what the iOS update meant. And you've got, and all of us are just, you know everybody wants to be the smartest person in the room. So, you know, you get these, these two, three, four paragraph long diatribes as to people explaining, this is what it means, this is a pivot, this is how it's gonna work, and it's going and it's going and it's going, and then all of a sudden here comes Ryan Dice, and, and I'm paraphrasing and I'm probably doing it poorly, and maybe you can correct me, but you came in and said, may the best copywriter win. <laughs> and it was a total mic drop moment and all the comments stopped, but it, it really brought home the fact that, oh, there is no fix to this, the way that we, you know, the, the evil marketers fix things. And that was really impactful for me. And you're kind of doing it again with this. When all media becomes mass media, the message is what reigns. I think that we need to meditate on that for a minute because, man, that's just, that's so poignant.
1: Yeah. And I got to give credit where credit's due, right? One of my mentors in, in business marketing and really life, Roy Williams, who Roy authored the Wizard of Ads trilogy. And I I would commend all of you. If you're listening to this right now, buy the Wizard of Ads and read it because one of the fundamental themes of that book is it's the message that wins, the best message wins. And the reason that Roy knows this is because Roy has always done primarily mass media marketing, marketing through and advertising through radio and TV, right? So there's only really so much targeting you can really do there. And I remember Roy saying something that I, at, at TNC in kind of my own way, but Roy basically said the most valuable target is the untargeted target that you target through messaging, <laughs> right. I'll say that again. I'll say that again. In case somebody missed yeah. it, the most valuable target is the untargeted target that you target through messaging. Now, why is this true? Because every time and this has been this, by the way, has always been true in 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 marketing and advertising. The more targeting that you bring into play, the higher the cost. Mm-hmm. All right, going all the way back to like direct mail. If you're going to rent a direct mail list to, to do direct mail marketing, the more data points that you asked for, you literally paid more, right? If you wanted to target down to like this really small local radio station, you were gonna pay more on average, you know, for that than you would mass. Now, then supposedly, get yeah, it's supposedly, you know, the way that in an ideal world, the way frankly that it has worked uh, in digital for, again, the last 10 to 15 years, you were willing to pay more because those people were better targeted, more likely to convert. It was worth the investment. Right. It was always worth the investment and it always will be worth the investment in, in in a lot of cases for people who actually know what they're freaking doing. That being said, that's always gonna cap out. You know, if, if we're targeting the people who are actively in market, there are only ever going to be so many of those at any given time. In some markets it's millions, in some markets it might be dozens. Right, depending on what it is that you are selling, right? If you're selling engagement rings, there are only so many people at any given moment that are in market, right? Whatever it is that you're selling, that's kind of who, you know, who are targeting. If you can target them, then then great. But where the biggest opportunity for the people who really understand messaging and they understand how to target through messaging? how do you call out? How do you have like a, you know, a dog whistle, right? That only is going to make your audience's ears perk up and they don't even know why, right? That Mm -hmm. is the holding of, of marketing and advertising. The ability to craft a message and to put it out to the masses, to be able to yell it from the rooftops and to have people who didn't even know they were in market perk up. Now what you've done, the reason we say that that is the most valuable right? It is the most valuable. It's the untargeted target. So you're not targeting them through traditional means. You're targeting them through messaging. So the most valuable target market is the untargeted. What does that mean? It means nobody else is talking to them about that because they're not in market. So you're marketing in a vacuum. You don't have competitors. They're not comparing, you know, your brand of soap versus their brand of soap and comparing features and pricing, right? So they're the untargeted target. And the way that you're able to make them valuable is if you're you're converting them when nobody else is cuz you're the only one talking to them that is the greatest skill that has ever existed and that will always always work in marketing dog whistle marketing we exploit yeah. you have to be a little bit careful cuz dog whistle very often means like you know bad stuff like i'm calling out to all the racists out there so i'm definitely not referring to that all right i don't want to be mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to be clear there
0: yeah it's actually not quite dog whistle because dog whistle is to just call out your already target market what you're talking about is the untargeted target market which is even more valuable because it 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 makes those messages that much more broad reaching and i forget the the jewelry store, which he did this in the radio ads, having taken a few Roy Williams classes and obviously read the books a few times, which is obviously homework for any of you listening to this, going out and getting that book, at least the first one, if not the entire series and reading it many times over, but it was finding the, the people that are with it, not even within like in market, but everyone who's on the edges and maybe on the outer edges, and then even having consideration there of making a purchase when maybe they hadn't even thought about making a purchase. And like, that's the beauty of Roy Williams and the understanding of how important like the messaging actually is. And I, and I do think that 20, 2015, 2016, let's say, in 2013 is when Facebook started putting ads in the newsfeed. We've been spoiled here. Yeah. And if you started 25, 2015, 2016, you haven't known any different. You could get away with a campaign hack or an advertising hack or a Facebook ads hack without really knowing all these basics of marketing. So like from your perspective, is there going to be a shakeout Is there, because I know there's plenty of like in our space, there's lots of ad agencies which started 2017 and they're just using these tactics and strategies and tips and tricks, but now they have to go back to Mad Men style advertising understanding. What's your sense for the space, the digital space in general, the space around that digital space, which is like the agency space? What what do you think is going to happen based
1: upon this? I think it's going to be an absolute bloodbath. I mean I think you're going to have so many of these agencies and consultants that just they they had they had their trick, right? It's like like, "Oh, I can juggle." And and in a world where people want jugglers, great. And now everybody's like, "Screw juggling. Juggling sucks. Like it doesn't work anymore." You're out of business. And and it's because they weren't actually marketers. Right? They weren't mm-hmm. actually marketers. They they were they weren't really even craftspeople, like, or art, like they, they knew how to do one thing. Like I can move this bucket from here to there. And, and so, I mean, they were, they were a mechanic that only knew how to work on a particular type of engine that no longer, you know, that nobody uses anymore. Right. I mean, that, that is what a lot of these folks were because marketing at the end of the day is the amplification of a message. Right? That is what marketing and advertising is. It is the crafting and then the amplification. And all of the emphasis has been around the amplification. That's what we talk about. We talk about traffic creation, generating awareness, right? So much of what we talk about as marketers is amplification, but amplification of what, right? Now, in a world where you can have perfect inexpensive targeting, the messaging can be, you know, meh, it can be okay. But if you show up at the right person, right time, you're going to win more times than you're going to lose, right? But now it's really, it's going to be all about the messaging. So I think the people who are going to win and why I said what I said, let the best copywriter win. It's going to be the folks who see themselves as uh, copywriters first, as, as messengers for communicators first. And then the amplification, well, we use radio, TV, the internet, a megaphone, a dude spinning a sign in a gorilla suit on the, you know, street corner, like that's all just amplification. Right. So yeah, you got to know how to do that. That's table stakes. That's yeah. just, you got to know that to, to show up where the edge is going to be moving forward is going to be on the messaging side. And, and so that's what. And, and most of these marketers haven't ever learned how to craft a message. They haven't ever learned how to dig in and, and figure out like, what does this person really want? They only know like, well, if somebody's looking for this, then I'll show it to them okay, that's great. That That's somebody who is, you know, solution aware, right? Or somebody who is most aware. But if we think about markets as concentric circles, selling to people who already know, like, and trust you and desperately want the thing that you have, man, that's easy. You don't need a marketer to do that. Just show up and say, hey, I'm here. You're welcome, right? Going out to that next ring, those folks who are, you know, who are, who are solution aware, who are in market, they're, they're actively looking for stuff. You're crazy if you don't, target those folks. I mean, you're crazy if you don't, aren't bidding on certain keywords and things like that. in you know, in Google, like, yeah, you need to do it. I'm not saying that stuff isn't good and that it doesn't work. Y- you have to do it, but that's not where the big gains are going to come from anymore. The big gains are going out to the problem problemware market and even the generally unaware. That's where it's going to, that's where it's going to happen. That's where you got to learn to speak to people at the, their unspoken need, their unspoken desire. Things that they aren't even talking. So you mentioned Roy, like the ad that he ran. It was for Justice Jewelers, and so if you want to Google Rolex ad Justice Jewelers, you can probably find it. There may even be a, a YouTube link. Maybe we can drop it in the show notes. But the basic idea is Justice Jewelers. It, it was a, a regional jewelry company. After I think somewhere in the Midwest, you know, maybe the South. But the 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 basic premise was he tells the story of Sir Edmund Hillary, you know, on uh, conquering Mount Everest. And the idea of the watches, like, you know, and when Sir Edmund Hillary returned, he was given, you know, this Rolex, you know, when you've conquered your own Everest, your Rolex will be waiting for you at Justice Jewelers, hmm. right? He was not selling a watch, right? The underlying need wasn't somebody needing to know what time it was. Right. And that's the kind of stuff that a lot of marketers who just get, the, oh, no, we just need to, to focus on the features and the benefits and make sure that, that we're ranking really well for, you know, buy Rolex, you know, and make sure that we're, we're there for, you know, in, in front of them for all those keywords. Uh-uh. They understood that this is for somebody who has conquered a mountain and they are looking for a way to celebrate it and they don't know how to celebrate it and you just gave them a tool, a mechanism for doing that. You're selling them that identity reinforcement, right? That's what great marketers understand. And that's what frankly, we've been talking about at Digital Marketer forever, right? A Digital Marketer, we've been talking about copywriting before and after grid, core message canvas. Like these are all primary frameworks that we teach. We don't get into the, with, with a lot of our stuff, our workshops, some of our certs, we'll, we'll get into the mechanics because you gotta know how to do it. It's just not where the edge is anymore.
0: Well, I think this transitions well into the other part of what we wanted to talk about here today, because I think a lot of CEOs right now are struggling with the transition to not only the new world that we now live, but also just in general, transferring over from primary marketing person, being your own CMO, to being sort of the, you know, the one who does this through others. And in this world right now, it's, it's like you need the firepower. It's like you absolutely have to have it. And I tell the story about Tier 11. I only relate it back because we're an ad agency. Like we do this for a living. If you look at our payroll, like our payroll when we first started it was like 70 to 80% media buyers. Now it's like 60% creative and ad copy people because we've seen this sort of transition happen because the message is it never was not important. It was always important, but now it's more important than ever in digital. And we as an organization have sort of had to make that change. I know you've made that change internally, you know, not only at Digital Marker, the Scalable Company, but also now you teach this kind of stuff and how to help with that transition to CEO. So maybe speak to that a bit in this particular time point where we're at. Yeah, I'll
1: I'll speak to that. I don't want to miss something that you just said there because I think it's so important because I said before, like, it's going to be a bloodbath you know, for a lot of agencies, the playbook for how to make sure that you're not in the bath of blood is to do what you just described, Ralph, right? Like if you're an agency, get good at, at copywriting, get good at the creative side, right? That's where we're going to have to go. The, or just be 100% specialized in one particular marketing mechanic and partner with other agencies who get that creative side. Right. You need to do one of those two things and and kind of be that thing for them, because I know for us internally, we focus on messaging and for all of the mechanical aspects of a given channel, whether it's Google or it's Facebook or it's YouTube, we are working with external agencies, consultants, practitioners to do that because it's gotten so specialized. That to think that you're going to be able to do it all internally, you know, you're fooling yourself. And and if if you don't have those messaging capabilities internally, then you need to work with an agency or a group that has that messaging, that can help you with the messaging. And then ideally can connect you with the other uh, practitioners who can, who can do the specific channel work. So if you're a founder, CEO, that's your playbook, right? Either build the messaging capabilities internally or work with an outside agency consultant who gets messaging. And you're going to hear that because they're going to talk to you about, you know, not just, you know, what are the keywords that people are looking for? They're going to get into the, you know, what are those deepest desires? What's what's the transformation you want to create? Are we talking identity reinforcement? Like what are those things that we're talking about? You're going to hear some of this stuff. And then they got access to the folks. If, if you're an agency, if you're a consultant, decide, are you going to double down and over-invest in the messaging and the and, and partner with other Agencies and consultants who can do uh, the mechanical side, or are you going to be a specialist, a mechanic who gets in with these other folks? Both are great avenues. Understand what you know, what you're best at. But the idea that, like, oh no, we're full service, we do it all—that can happen. They're just massive. I mean, they're they're massive, and they usually have grown through acquisition. And it, very often, not always, but very often, if they can do everything, it means they're kind of not that great at any of it. <laughs>
2: Hey, it's Kasim here and I have a question for you. What if you could legally get the emails of almost every person who visits your website? Now I know that sounds crazy, but seriously, what if you could safely and respectfully target your website visitors via email just by dropping a pixel onto your site? It might sound too good to be true, but our new sponsors at getemails.com can do just that. They've created a system that's compliant with US laws and regulations And every email address they send you is opted in to receive emails. That means you can connect your anonymous website visitors to real people and then safely retarget them through email with real-time, fully compliant interactions. I've personally met the CEO, Adam Robinson, and the guy is absolutely brilliant. And he believes in his product so much that he's willing to do something a little crazy for PT listeners. If you are an e-commerce brand that's doing over a million in annual revenue and You've gone through their easy 30-minute onboarding process. If you don't 5X your investment within the first six months, they will give you all of your money back. To take advantage of this offer, go to getemails.com forward slash scalable. That's
0: getemails.com forward slash scalable. Hey, PT listeners. When's the last time your business published on its blog? If the answer is, that's way too long for me to remember – I want you to listen up because our friends at BKA content have a new service where they'll deliver fresh blogs to your inbox. And all you have to do is just post them on your site. Now these articles are all originally written just for your business. They're not generic articles that are just copy and pasted or thrown into some AI software or written by a VA. No, these are professional writers who are going to sit down and write articles just for your business. We've used them in the past, and they're absolutely fabulous. Now, if you want an extra reason to go try them yourself, BKA is giving PT listeners half off their first month. Just go to bkacontent.com forward slash perpetual to get started. That's bkacontent.com forward slash perpetual.
1: So, that, so that's kind of the playbook if you are a marketing practitioner, right? If you're the, the agency you know, the, the consultant, uh, that that's your playbook. I want to talk to the CEOs out there, the founders out there though. I said something at TNC this year that might be a bit controversial and that might even make our new partners at TNC on the Clarion side, maybe a little bit grumpy with me, but it's true. And that is, I, I said to all the CEOs and all the founders, don't come to TNC next year. All right. You come Maybe get a ticket, walk the trade floor, look for providers, bring your team, bring your marketing team, absolutely a thousand percent. Like you should probably buy more tickets, but you should not be the one sitting in here and learning uh, this stuff. You need to be networking. You need to be equipping, you know, your people, but as a CEO to think that today you're going to be both the person running the company and the person marketing all the stuff. It's not going to, and I say that as the founder and CEO of a company called Digital Marketer, right? I am a marketer. I identify as a marketer. I started Digital Marketer because I love marketing and marketers. I don't market anymore. I'm not even in the marketing meetings anymore. I basically play a marketer on TV. All right, I will confess that here. What I am good at and what I still continue to focus on is the messaging. So as a CEO, your primary job is communicator. You're the communicator in chief, right? What is the message that we need to put out to the to the market? What's the message that we need to be driving internally? Right. That hasn't changed. But if you're you're a CEO and you're still running your own Facebook and Instagram ads, it's time to hand, it's time to hand that off. And, and so we we kind of made a decision. Back in uh, going into 2016, we set a five-year vision for and mission for Digital Marketer. We wanted Digital Marketer to be all about you know doubling the size of 10,000 businesses. And it was a really cool mission in In a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, it was kind of a stupid mission because we had no way to track it. And so people have said, like, how did you do that? Like, our mission was to double the size of 10,000 businesses by 2020, right? That was... You know, that, that was our mission. And people would ask us like, how are you tracking towards that? And we're like, honestly, we don't know. And so in retrospect, we should have picked a mission that we could track better. But what I'm very confident of is that we accomplished it. I mean, having seen the tens of thousands of customers that have gone through having heard the stories, I do believe that we absolutely played a role in the doubling of 10,000 businesses, if only through the agencies that we've taught and trained and the companies that they've helped, you know, along the way. But going into 2020, it was time for us to kind of create a new five-year mission, you know, have a new five-year plan. And unfortunately, in 2020, we all know what happened, right? COVID happened, and we were like, okay, our mission is don't die, right? That's our that's our mission for the next year is like don't go out of business. We didn't know what was going to happen, you know, our this little event we were doing TNC had just gotten canceled. The world's imploding, you know, all commerce is effectively stopped. Like nobody knew what was going to happen. And, and so we're like, we're not going to reset our mission. We finally were able to do that this year. Right? We realized, okay, we're not going to die. We finally did it this year. And what we realized is that digital marketer needs to be about serving, enabling marketers, right? We need to simplify and systemize marketing so that marketers can freaking win and do their best work right? So that marketers don't have to justify their existence so that marketers are able to speak into, you know, wherever it is that they're working or whatever clients they're working with, the value they provide. So digital marketer is all about serving marketers, marketing practitioners, marketers who work within companies, agencies, and consultants who do marketing for others, marketing leaders. That's what digital marketer is about. What that meant is that we were no longer talking to the small business owner, it meant we were no longer talking to the founder. we were no longer talking to the entrepreneur. And so what we did in realizing that, that we weren't, and that's who we were talking to in the previous mission and vision at Digital Marketer, we knew we needed to start another company to do that. So we launched the Scalable company at scalable.co and really, because that's who I am, you know, that's who, that's who I'm primarily talking to. And, and so what, what I'm telling founders there is get out of the dang marketing meetings Right. What you need to do is you need to be working with your team, right? Decide, like help to document the customer value journey. Right. The thing that we teach, like make sure that your how you create customers is documented. You should be involved in that. You should help to clarify like what does it mean for us to acquire customers? Right. That's the first step. The second step, work with your team to develop a what we call a growth scorecard. Right. To be able to look at it and to see. Is our marketing working? Are we actually acquiring customers? We teach how to, you know, how to do this in, in our different programs. If you're working with one of our certified partners, they definitely know how to help this, you know, get you set up. But now what you're simply looking at is red, yellow, and green lights. Right? If things are green, thumbs up. Right? So every week now, like my job as a CEO is I review our growth scorecards. And if I say green, if I if I just see green, I send a Slack message team saying, great job. If I see green for too long, then I'm going to say, hey, it's time to raise up our standards a little bit. You know, we're, we're sandbagging. If I see yellow, I might ask a question. If I see red, I'm, I'm going to say like, how can I help? What can I do? How can I help? But this is important. If you're a CEO, it's not your job to have the answers. It's your job to ask the questions. And then every 90 days, we do a, we do a planning meeting where we say, what are the, the big three projects we're going to execute this quarter that's going to turn red to yellow and yellow to green? That's now my job. right? That's that's what I do. That's how I lead marketing and growth teams. I understand how customers happen. We have growth scorecards to track the progress. I ask, how do we turn red to yellow, yellow to green? And, and so kind of in realizing that that's there, like that's what we teach and that's what we talk about at, at scalable.co. And That's what, if you are a CEO, that's where you need to get your, you know, your role in marketing needs to be, not the person coming up with all the plans. You're the communicator in chief and you're the questioner in chief. And if you're doing those two things, then that's how you're kind of making that transition from I'm the marketer uh, to I'm the one actually running the company. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. As the person who, you know, started out as the marketer, it's it's a hard one to hand off, but you got to do it if you want to scale.
0: It's a great quote. As as the leader, you don't need to have all the answers, but you do need to have and ask the right questions. And I think we're at the end of our time here, but I think that's a good thing for CEOs and founders to really think about, especially when it comes to your marketing. And the ones that listen to this show, this is an especially difficult transition because the chances are they're marketers to begin with. And maybe that's one of the reasons why they're successful and why they've gotten to a point in their careers where it is time to make that transition. Certainly sounds like the event that you guys are doing and within the next week or so uh, is geared towards these types of folks. Can you tell us a little bit about what you got cooking and scalable impact
1: live? Shameless plug time. Now it's a shameless plug. That's the uh, theme song going into. Yeah. Thank you. I almost forgot the whole point of me coming on was to give this shameless plug and no joke. I almost forgot to do it. Yeah. So, We are, we didn't just launch a new brand this year at scalable.co. We also wanted to launch a new, and this event, again, if digital marketer is going to be for marketers and marketing practitioners and traffic and conversion summit is going to be for marketers and marketing practitioners, then we needed a brand for the entrepreneur and the CEO uh, and we also need an event for the entrepreneur and the CEO. so yes, we are hosting uh, Scalable Impact Live, which is the first, what will be an annual event for market for the the founders and the and, and the entrepreneurs. Now this is not a traffic and conversion summit. We are not going to be talking about marketing. There literally isn't a single session about marketing. What we're talking about is what does it look like uh, to scale your company to the next level because if there's one thing that I've learned as a marketer turned you know, CEO is growth is not enough. I've had so many businesses that we nearly grew into oblivion because uh, we grew without having all of the other, you know, pieces, the intangibles, the right operating system, you know, in place, you know, un- understanding how profit actually happens. You know, as a marketer, I, I was like, hey, as long as there's enough growth, there'll be some net hanging around there at the bottom. Not always, not always. We had a business a few years ago that was on the Inc. 500 list. And nearly bankrupt. I mean, we were in full blown turnaround, near bankruptcy mode. 18 months. Uh, I'm sorry, less than 12 months later, because we grew too fast and weren't watching some of the different aspects. So, Scalable Impact Live is the new flagship event that we have at at the Scalable Company, and it is for you if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a CEO, and if you're thinking that hey, maybe uh, growth isn't enough here. And, and we do have both. It's in Austin, Texas, November second uh, and third. So just a two day event and it's single track. It, it's kind of old school. It's just, it's, it's me and my business partners teaching and, and walking through different workshops, highly interactive. It'll be, you know, five or 600 people, which is a little bit less than the whole lot of thousands that come out to TNC. And it is, you know, that I'm, I'm really excited about it. I'm excited about the the material. We also have Marcus Lamonis, who, if you've watched um, sure. the TV show, The Prophet, he's going to be coming out. Emmett Smith, if you're a football fan is going to be, is, is going to be coming out. We got We've got a lot of Kendra Scott, who, if you're familiar with Kendra Scott uh, Jewelry, yeah. she, she started a jewelry company. She's, She's based here in Austin. Yeah. yeah. Sold it for like a billion dollars. She's going to be coming out. But aside from those three, you know, it's mostly uh, me and my business partner, Roland Frazier and, and Richard Lender, kind of sharing and walking through uh, walking through different exercises. So come confused and frustrated and leave with a, what we call a scalable impact plan. It, it's going to be great. it is in Austin, Texas, November 2nd and 3rd. So that is my utter shameless pitch. Check out scalableimpactlive.com. Get tickets and, and come hang out. I'd love to have some some perpetual traffic peeps there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Shameless, but you're allowed shameless plugs here. And you know something like this is completely in line. This is a natural evolution, I think, of a lot of the things that we talk about on this show. Because I mean, having done it for five or six years now, a lot of these folks have evolved into what should be now a CEO. And this is sort of the next logical step for that. So we'll leave links in the show notes here over at perpetualtraffic.com, which is where we're sending people right now. We're pretty excited about that. But we'll have links in the show notes for everything that that Ryan talked about here on today's show. But Ryan, I know you've got uh, other places to be, other people to talk to today. So we want to be respectful of your time. And
1: Yeah, I actually send- don't. It's just important to me that I maintain that you know that that just that general Overland. brand and that theme yeah yeah, yeah well, it's really you know, important
0: you're, you're bumping right, right up against lunchtime i think that is you got to block that out you got to get a you know food is important <laughs> that's food true. is important but no we really appreciate you coming on and it's been great it, Kasim didn't really grill you all that much i'm kind of disappointed cuz usually he does that with guests here
1: but i don't know well, Hard, see, guitar, my, i think like he's just in full suck up
0: yeah. mode
1: that's well, I, I, my my strategy yeah. on this is to talk <laughs> and to ramble so mm-hmm. much that nobody has a chance to to get in and to question anything that I say and we, we'd have to go back and look at the at the clock but if mm-hmm. if this thing was like 45 50 minutes I bet I talked for at least 48 of them if not we just like let 60 go. yeah so yeah, yeah. No, so no, no apologize to everybody for for my wife says that I I'm prone to monologue and she's right I'm doing it right now all right I'm gonna shut up all right guys thanks so much <laughs> Thanks so much. That's a long Jewish goodbye, right there. That's what my wife calls that. She's like, "Oh my!"
0: Or a Catholic goodbye. Those are pretty bad too. But anyway, yeah. Uh, well, we nonetheless we appreciate you coming on because I know you have other. Th- you know, probably like, it's a golf game actually today. I, I know where you're going. It's either that or lunch. But either way, we need to make it short but sweet. And I think you've packed in a lot of value here and brought us back. To where we ultimately should be from a marketing perspective back to basics but also if you're doing too much of your marketing you got to start looking and feeling and actually acting like a ceo and i think uh scalable impact live is going to be a great place to do that And some pretty awesome guests there so uh definitely check that out like i said we'll have all the links in the show notes over at perpetualtraffic.com for my amazing co-host kasim aslam until next week, everyone, thank you, Ryan Dice, for coming on. See ya. Thanks, you You've been
2: listening to Perpetual Traffic. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.